What's up, guys? And welcome back after a two-week hiatus to the highly disputed fantasy football show. We're back. We had to take a couple weeks off there. Uh, had some personal stuff. Had a little lack of news there for a bit, but we're here. We're gonna we're gonna break it down today. We got some lists. We're gonna go through for the end of the season. Start giving you guys, you know, the the, the full picture. I'm here with my co-host Andrew. My name is Garrett. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. I would just like to say that when we record the podcast, things go go good for me in fantasy football. And when we don't, I don't even score a hundred points. So I'm glad to be back. I'm hoping I can retain my team being at least decent this week now that we're recording an episode so a little update on uh standings for them we got uh, <laughs> a little upset you, had oh, you, were, to say? you were like talking and i'm over here doing the sound and you're talking and all of a sudden you just stop and i'm like well can you please move us to the next time you, you had something to say no i was waiting for you to continue talking there all right uh a little update on standings for our for our league uh i have i was up at second after after a couple weeks ago. Hey, you don't think anybody cares? All right, fuck you. All right. We'll, I, I we'll, feel like this doesn't have to be right off the bat. Like, all right, fuck you. We'll jump, we in a, start we'll, we'll jump into injuries. Good show. Um, little injury update after the past couple weeks. Uh, Derek Henry, Johnny Mac is out six to ten weeks with a, a broken foot. That's a Jones fracture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably going to miss the rest of the season. Might be able to play playoffs if the Titans make it. Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley is taking a break from football for personal reasons. No timetable on when he will be back. I don't think he's coming back this season. I don't know how you feel about that one. Pretty sure he's not coming back. Uh, Jaguars running back James Robinson is week-to-week or day-to-day with a heel issue. Sterling Shepard, the Giants wide receiver, is hurt again, but a quad issue this time. No timetable on that one. Uh, tight end or Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski still has back issues. Don't know if – I'm assuming he'll be good to play next week. Not entirely sure. And then the big one, Saints quarterback James Winston suffered a torn ACL and is done for the year. So, trade deadline just happened about an hour and 45 minutes ago from when we were recording this. Nothing had occurred, so there's no big switches in, in fantasy values of any players. Uh, there are four bye weeks this week. Uh, Detroit Lions, the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, and the football team. And then Thursday night game is New York Jets and the Indianapolis Colts, so make sure you take those players out of your flex spot and into their actual positions to help yourself out on Sunday. How many... Honest to God, how many Jets players do you think people roster? Well, Corey Davis, but he's out, so I don't even know if he'll be playing. Uh, Michael Carter was involved in the in the is, passing game is this, in this week. Starting Michael Carter though, unless they have bye week. Did you have Derrick Henry? Did did, did, did this oh, person I mean, have Derrick Henry? I feel like if you had Derrick Henry, you spent seventy five dollars on Adrian Peterson. Would you rather start Michael Carter? Or Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. And I don't think so. Against the Colts defense? I don't I don't know. I, so has Adrian so Peterson almost, even so been brought up to the actual squad yet? Or is he still on the practice, practice squad? squad? I'm assuming he's gonna play this week. I don't see how he doesn't at least get on the field. I mean I mean Adrian Peterson, top twenty five running back to finish the year. Book it. I mean, sure, he's a starting. He, he he's probably going to be the starting running back on the team, so he's got to beat out Melvin Gordon, who is switching time with with Javante Williams, and then six other starting running backs. Sure, okay, book it. Okay, Not, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll up the stakes. 
top 20 uh, fantasy running Probably backs. not. Well, I'll go top 20. All right. I mean, I'll, he'll, I'll, he'll, for the rest of the year, he'll be a top 20. I mean, I'll, do you want me to put that on the board? No, that's not okay. board worthy. Because... I mean, I highly disagree. Frankly, you just want me to put that on the board because you know your side of the board is suffering right now. It's a little rough. I yeah, mean, you're you're gonna lose the Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan. That's over unless Matt Ryan like dies. Uh, the John U. Smith, Hunter Henry thing. It's not even close. Okay, I, I, I'll give you the Josh Gordon thing. I'm pretty sure I'm about to concede that one. He has like one catch. Thank in you. Four games. I appreciate. I appreciate that. God, yeah, Josh Gordon versus what's his name? Who did we? Who Tim did we? Patrick. <laughs> Tim Patrick. <laughs> what a! I think I got to eat my words. On what that a! What one. a hot I don't think that bet one's that was. Happen. Um, what do you want to jump into? You want to jump into our our newly 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 made rest of season rankings? Any other news you want to talk about? I mean, I feel like that's about it. I do have one question actually. Okay, Derrick Henry's injury. Where does this boost Julio Jones and A.J. Brown and like an Anthony Ferkser for you for the rest of the season? I think they remain pretty much the same. Okay. I, don't, I don't think they change. I mean, yeah, they're probably going to throw more, but I think that the fact that they have to throw more is going to hurt them. So, yes, while they're probably going to get more targets, the completions will probably go down because, you know, I don't have any faith in Ryan Tannehill whatsoever without Derrick Henry. I mean, if Adrian Peterson is 70% of Adrian Peterson from like two years ago or three years ago, okay, fine. But other than that, I'm not really. And what does El- or what does Jameis Winston do to Alvin Kamara's rankings in your mind? I Which think Alvin I- Kamara is boosted by Jameis Winston going down. Okay, Jameis will- Winston is not a check down guy. We will end up Trevor- talking about that. Trevor Simeon is, I mean, that's. I think that's all Trevor Simeon probably knows how to do is check it down. He's one of those guys. That's what he's going to do. Right. And, like, if anything, Sean Payton's going to be like, well, we got to get this guy the ball even more. Um, Actually, I mean, while we're, while we're talking about it, Calvin Ridley not coming back. I mean, I think that hurts Kyle Pitts a little bit. I um, agree. I think Olamide Zacchaeus. I don't know if he's fantasy worthy, but. I don't even know if you could say that because no Calvin Ridley last week and Russell Gage put up a big fat goose egg. Uh, Panth- Panthers are sneaky good defense, though. Yeah, but and Matt Ryan's hand was literally obliterated on the field. I understand, but it's you'd think that when you're the number one wide receiver on your offense, that you'd at least get a catch. Unless you're like a non-talented number one, and you're just drawing. Russell Gage is pretty pretty talented. I think he should have at least done more than a big old goose egg last week. I mean, I started him over. Jalen Waddle in the Dynasty League, and that absolutely fucked me. I told you not to do that. It's whatever. I don't care anymore. I already lost. We're good. Um, All right, let's jump into the rest of the season rankings. All right, let's just start with quarterbacks. I'm only We're only doing 10, correct? I told you quarterbacks, we just do 10. So, we had an argument before the oh, podcast. Oh, you're going to try to pin this no, on no, no, me. No, 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 no. We, we, we were doing our... our 10 rest of season rankings for each position. I said, you know what? Why don't we do 15 and then we'll, we'll we'll average out our positions because I don't think we'll have the same exact top 10 players. And he goes, he goes, okay. And then proceeds five minutes later to say, no, fuck it. Let's just do 10 and and we'll, we'll just have our two separate lists. And, uh, and then I make my list of 10 and he gets all pissy. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to make my 15 because I know you're, if I don't make 15 and you have 15, you're going to make the list number 15 and you're going to make me look like the jackass when I we said get into 10 the rankings. Quarterbacks, I said 10 quarterbacks and 10 tight ends. 
I said, for running back and wide receiver, fine. We can do 15. It's a deeper position. All right. I don't feel the need. Once you get past 10 at quarterback, like, you're streaming. You're, you're definitely not consistently rostering or starting the 11th or 12th or 15th best quarterback in the league. The top, See, I think 10 guys, are, the top 10 guys are the guys that you start every week regardless of matchup. Yeah, I would say there's 12 right now. Because I don't have, spoiler alert, I don't have Jalen Hurts or Russell Wilson in my top 10. In no universe am I starting Jalen Hurts if he has a bad matchup. Oh, okay. Did you see him against the Cowboys? Or in some of his other tougher matchups this season? How about against the 49ers week two? Awful. Like, he's a matchup guy. So, he's a streamer. I, I mean, Russell Wilson, fine, but I don't have him inside the top 10 because I don't know when the hell he's coming back. So, I can't bank on Russell Wilson. So I think there's 10 guys, in all honesty. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I don't mean to shut you down there. But I, I think Jalen Hurts is almost a a weekly start until Gardner Minshew takes the job. If from Jalen him. Hurts is playing the Rams, are you starting him? I mean, I just want to – let's look at the numbers. It, against the Falcons, 50.6. Against the Niners, he was like – and this is on our league, so it's boosted stats. The Niners still got 33.2. What was his actual stats in that? 12 for 23 – 190 yards, um, 82 yards rushing, and a touchdown. In a standard league, regular quarterback scoring, are you starting that? Is that a comfortable start for you? I mean, probably not. I mean, what do those points come out to? Uh, Six points for a touchdown. Uh, he had 190, so that's 19 points. If you get No, no most leagues are um, 25 yards passing is one point. All right. I mean, so that'd be seven points on top of the six for the touchdown. That's thirteen on top of the eight points for the rushing. That's twenty-one points. And that's, I mean, that's pretty decent bad. out of your quarterback. Uh, Dallas forty-five, twenty-five for thirty-nine, three hundred twenty-six yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and thirty-five rushing yards. Kansas City thirty-two for forty-eight, three eighty-seven, two touchdowns, forty-seven okay, again, rushing that's yards. A, that's a good matchup. I understand that. Carolina one. twenty-two for thirty-seven, hundred and ninety-eight yards, an interception, thirty rushing yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, like that's not really startable. Tampa twelve for twenty-six, one fifteen, one and one, forty-four, forty-four yards rushing and two touchdowns. Yeah, like it's inconsistent. You're not starting that every week. Okay, you're just not matchup based. You're not going to start that. All right. At number one, I have Josh Allen. Yeah, we agree. Number two, I have Tom Brady. Okay, I have Mahomes. Uh, his schedule is tough, but like they're going to have to just chuck it. And at some point, they're going to have to figure it out or they're going to miss the playoffs. So I'm going to bank on the fact they're going to figure it out. All right. At number three, I have Lamar Jackson. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at three, and then I have Lamar. At four? Yeah. Okay. I have Kyler Murray at four. Okay, you have Kyler Murray really high for me. I think that's too high. Uh, if I'm the Kyler owner in a league, I'm looking to move him. They they seem to not be able to protect him well enough or he gets hurt. And when he's hurt, his, his running ability goes completely out the window. So he's had two non-fantasy viable weeks in my eyes where in our league he scored a 30 and a 23 and a half. His schedule isn't terrible. He's got Detroit Colts, Cowboys uh, for the playoffs. 
And then he's got, I mean, his really his two toughest matchups for the rest of the year. He's got Carolina Week 10 and the Rams Week 14. In between that, he's got the Niners this week, Seattle 11 by Week 12, Chicago 13, and then, like I said, Detroit, Indianapolis, Dallas. I, I think that's... It's very good. I mean, if, if you're if the, you're the problem is if you're the Kyler owner and you're doing bad right now, I'm definitely trading him away to a guy that needs needs a quarterback. But I'm I'm not going to drop Kyler Murray as a top five fantasy quarterback for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean the the problem is when he gets hurt, and you saw it in the last two games, and he's clearly banged up. When he has any kind of injury at all, he has no rushing upside whatsoever. And if he's not running the ball around. Like, not only does that hurt his fantasy value because he's not running the ball, it also hurts their offensive production, and they stall. Like, you're seeing it. They are not moving the ball the same as they were the first five weeks. So if he is going to continue to be banged up, he can't be a top-five fantasy quarterback. I just don't see how that's possible. They don't, they don't move the ball well enough if he's not moving for him to be viable okay. as a top-five. Um, at five, I have Patrick Mahomes. I'll just go through my top ten, and then yeah, we can. I've, no, no, we'll go one at a time. We're, we're we don't need to rush through it. Let's oh. just go one at a time. All right. I got Brady at five. All right. So, like our top five is almost the same. I have Rodgers in. You have Kyler. So you have, you still have Mahomes at two. You said, right? Yeah, he's two. Okay. So my thoughts on that, for the most part, are I just need to see a little bit more productivity out of Patrick. I still Patrick Mahomes. There's not a doubt in my mind. But like we saw last night. There aren't a great there there aren't a lot of great throws that Patrick Mahomes is making that defenses don't already know is coming. There are a few times where Mahomes also makes the wrong read. Like he should have had another interception last night at the end of that game. The Chiefs probably should have lost the game. Because he he played it off like he knew the defender was offsides, but he didn't. He just made the wrong read, threw a bad ball. Should have been an interception had the defend the defensive lineman not been offsides. I'm not out on Patrick Mahomes by any means, but the rest of the season scares me a little bit with the matchup. Uh, I think Travis Kelsey might be have something underlying because they made a trade with the Jets today. They trade. I don't think that that has anything to do with it. You think it's just kind of security? That's just a, that's just a depth thing. Okay. No, there, there's nothing there. All right. Uh, at number six, I have Matthew Stafford. I have Justin Herbert at six. Okay. I have. Upside on Herbert, I think, is a lot better. Um, they clearly are going to throw the hell out of the ball, and their defense is really bad. I mean, that's that's all the makings for fantasy success. And he can run. All right, I have just I have uh, Dak Prescott at number seven. Yeah, I got Dak at seven. I completely agree. I have Justin Herbert at number eight. Yeah, I have Ky- here's where I have Kyler at eight, and then I have Stafford nine. All right, I have Aaron Rodgers at nine. Why do you have Stafford so low? I think the Rams like defensively are really good and again they they can run the ball they don't necessarily always run the ball but like they're gonna be able to stop people and when you're up early and you can run like that's that's a making for not the best fantasy day I mean, if you're if you're leading constantly you know you're not going to be throwing as much there's less of a chance that he's able to get points so what is your where does that come from when they were just up like 30 on the Texans this week? Well, they were up, but then the Texans started coming back. Okay. Um, They've had numerous just blowout games this year, and he has never once been a non-fantasy viable quarterback. That's fine. I, I have him ninth. I'm just, so I'm I just like, wondering. 
No, uh, he's I, the quarterback he's two not. right now on the league. So no, you, that's that's fine. Okay. I mean, I think he's gonna possibly regress a little bit, or I think some of the I think I'd rather have some of these other guys. All right. I mean, yeah, he's probably gonna be really consistent, but I think I like some of these other guys better as far as fantasy. You know, so just personally, you yeah, want? I would okay. just rather have some of these other guys. And then at number ten, I have Joe Burrow. Yeah, I have Burrow at ten. Also. And then, like I said, I have Hurts and at eleven, and Russell Wilson at twelve, which. I think both are, are very fantasy viable quarterbacks, but just the injury with Russell Wilson, I don't know the, the future of how that's going to help him or hurt him. So that's why I have him so low. You want to go into the most important position in fantasy football? Kickers? Yeah. Uh, Matt Gay, number one for the rest of the season. Justin Tucker, number two. <laughs> um, At number one. Ryan the... Suckup, number three? No, he's doing terrible. Oh, he's doing bad? All right. Yeah. No, actually, Nick Folk would probably be oh, number yeah, one. Oh, yeah, Nick Folk probably is one. Um, that guy's lights out. At number one for the running back, I have Dalvin Cook. It it should be have, Derek Henry. I have Samaj P. And it hurts so bad to say this, but it, it's Dalvin Cook at one. No, 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 wait a minute. It doesn't hurt you to say that. You were Mr. Anti-Derek Henry. You don't get to be upset by the Derek Henry news. Why don't I have him in a league? I have him in my most expensive league. You don't get to be upset about Derrick Henry. You shit on that man before the season started. I thought a little bit of regression was going to come. I, I've bitten my words. I've, I've already eaten my words. They, and, they've digested. And for the We're people good. saying, oh, well, it was bound for him to get happen. Like a Jones fracture is a freak injury. That's not a. I would say it was bound for him to miss a couple of games just because I don't think the workload was going to be able to sit well with him. But. A Jones fracture to miss the rest of the season was never in, in my in my thoughts. Um, okay, who do you have at number one? I have the same guy that okay. you have. I have Dalvin Cook. At number two, I have Jonathan Taylor. Okay, I have Austin, I have Austin Eckler here. I I like Eckler's upside still, and he's been incredibly durable this year. Uh, he is the number one player in terms of fantasy points per touch in the NFL, and he has been for the last three years. Uh, basically, every time he gets the ball, it's about a point and a half. So, I like that. If he just falls into the end zone like once a game, he averages about a hundred scrimmage yards or so. That's pretty consistent. Uh, I don't like the Colts down the stretch at all. I actually hate the Colts, and I think people are going to start loading the box on them. And you can't load the box on the Chargers because Austin Eckler, you know, will burn you and. They will use him in the screen game and in the flip game, and I just really like that. Okay. At number three, I have Austin Eckler. I have Jonathan Taylor at number three. All right. At number four, I have Ezekiel Elliott. I have Alvin Kamara four. Okay. And I think you disagree with me on that big it's time. It's just personal preference. But I'm I'm going to stick to it. I, I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a massive role to go down the stretch here like they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot they're going to need their best player involved and listen Alvin Kamara is like really good (laughs) you know like he's really good I I don't want to you know be really plain about that but he's just good and they're going to need him and if Trevor Simeon's the quarterback it's check down city so my thoughts on this will change if if 100% guaranteed news comes out within the next few weeks I will pump him up my rankings. I do not think that Simeon is the quarterback for the rest of the season for the Saints. 
I think it's going to be Taysom Hill. There's it's no, not going to be Taysom There's Hill. no reason you pay a guy like Taysom Hill to not be your quarterback when there was a big quarterback battle preseason. Like, the only reason Taysom Hill didn't go in when Jameis Winston got hurt is because he's Taysom Hill himself is also hurt. So They need Taysom Hill in the role that he's in. That is the role he is best at. Okay, but the, the, the thoughts on, on Sean Payton, how he feels about Taysom Hill... And the amount of money they paid Taysom Hill in the quarterback battle preseason, I don't think Simeon is the answer. I don't think they're going to roll with Simeon, so I think it's going to be Taysom Hill. Alvin Kamara is at seven for me on my list. <clears throat> at number five, I have Najee Harris. Five, I have Nick Chubb. Okay. At six, I have Nick Chubb. I've got Zeke at six. All right. So that's uh, – yeah, I mean – we just have those flipped, and then yeah, you feel a little better about Najee than I do. And then at seven, I have Alvin Kamara, and eight, I have Aaron Jones, and nine, I have Christian McCaffrey. So I just okay, I don't want to go back to this, but you mentioned the Taysom Hill contract, and you bring this up a lot about him, like he's making this ridiculous amount of money. Like he makes twelve million dollars a year. Like. It's not like he's making $25 million. Okay, but they're, they're not paying him that money to be their tight end. They're not no, they're paying, paying him to be a gadget guy that they use 15 to 20 times a game. Okay, but can you explain the, the quarterback controversy at the beginning of the year? I'm pretty sure that was just like a let's hide from the world that we're going to start Jameis. Okay. If anybody thought that Jameis wasn't going to be the starter, they're ridiculous. Is Trevor Simeon better than Taysom Hill at the quarterback at being spot? being a quarterback for 50 to 60 plays a game, yes. Didn't we watch the Trevor the or the Taysom Hill experience last year? And it, it yeah, wasn't good. And they didn't I win. understand that Trevor Simeon went out and, and beat the box because you can't say that Jameis did it because it was seven seven when Simeon came in the game. But I just think the offense loves loves Taysom. They rolled with Taysom for the majority of last year's season. But when they can't use him in those fifteen to twenty plays a game as just a gadget guy, like and you have to use him as a regular quarterback, he's not good. Trevor Simeon has literally taken a team to the playoffs. Like I said, all I need to see is if, if I know that Simeon is, is the quarterback for the rest of the season, my rankings will change. But I just have the feeling that it's Taysom Hill. I haven't seen any announcements, so that's what I'm going to roll with. All right, but anyway, stop using the, the, the contract size as a reason for that. Like, okay. that's irrelevant. He's still making $12 million a year, but whatever. Go ahead. That's irrelevant. I'm just, just telling you. Who's your 7, 8, and 9? Uh, my 7 is CMC. Okay. I I think at some point he'll be healthy. I mean, if he's healthy, he's top four. He's but probably going to play next week, I would assume. I hope he doesn't play this week, frankly. I uh, just hope he doesn't play. Well, they're they're not even starting and practicing until Wednesday, so I don't see any any option that that Christian McCaffrey starts this week. If he does, then obviously you're gonna start him as the dynasty owner of Christian McCaffrey. I've been fucking waiting for it. Kid show. Kid show. But Jesus. I've been I've been riled up all day, so. Well, you're not at work anymore. <laughs> Chill out. Right? For those of you guys that don't know, uh, the people uh, that Andrew works with. I hate my job. We gotta cut this out. We can't keep this in. <laughs> Why do you, do you? Does your boss listen to this? No, I post it on my Facebook though. <laughs> oh. I think you'll be fine. I just hate my job. That's all. Like, serious question: Can a monkey do your job? I just hate my job. All right, who's your eight and nine? <laughs> My eight is Najee Harris. Okay. Uh, if this is PPR, he goes up, but standard scoring, uh, he's eight. 
If this like if the yeah, if this was PPR, I'd probably have him fifth. I think his pass catching ability is pretty good, and the Steelers clearly can't throw the ball downfield. So beat the Browns. He scored all that matters. Points. I am not doing this with you. Who's your nine? Nine is Aaron Jones. Oh, okay. So we're one spot off there. Yeah. At ten, I have Daryl Henderson. At eleven, I have Joe Mixon. So I got James Robinson at ten. Robinson's been really good. I forgot about for the Jags. I forgot about James Robinson. Uh, I got Damian Harris eleven. He is clearly the only back in that system right now, and they run the crap out of the ball, especially on the two yard line. Like he scores, I think he's scoring about a touchdown a game at this point, and that's pretty reliable with them. They're gonna get to the one yard line. He's gonna score. At twelve, I have DeAndre Swift, and at thirteen, I will add in James Robinson. Okay, so twelve is Joe Mixon for me, and I have DeAndre Swift at thirteen. All right, and I, then... I like Swift a lot. I think if like Jamal Williams, it's Jamal Williams, right? Yep. Yeah, if Jamal Williams wasn't, there, I don't know why I wanted to say Jamal Adams for some reason. If Jamal Williams wasn't there, I think Swift would be a lot higher for me. I think I'd have him like nine. I I really like him. At uh, 14, I have Damian Harris, and at 15, this is where my struggle was because the hardest decision I had to make at the bottom of my list was Saquon Barkley or Leonard Fournette. Well, let me make it easy for you. I went with Saquon. Okay, so I'll go with Saquon at 15 and then Leonard Fournette at 16, even though we don't have a 16th spot. 14, I went Daryl Henderson, and again, he could be higher if – the Rams start blowing some teams out more consistently. Uh, he's been pretty good this year. Just needs to get into the end zone a little more. They throw it on the one-yard line like so all the time. Matt Stafford's ranking was lowered because they're probably going to be up a lot, and Daryl Henderson isn't as high because they might not be up a lot of the times. <laughs> That's what you're going? No, 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 Those I are think, your two arguments there? No, but right now, as of right now, they're not up a lot. Okay. But I still think that Stafford <laughs> – oh, my God. You're acting like – like the top ten quarterbacks aren't all within like it's just a question. To twenty points. There's no each other need to get defensive. Life. Just a question. I'm keeping my goal. Don't act like don't act like two through nine, as far as the amount of points they scored this year, aren't within like twenty five points. Just keeping each other. my co host no, 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 honest. No. Like that's I am all honest. I'm doing here. I'm always honest. All right. Um, you you don't get any lies out of me. I am the most honest guy on the planet. You know, let's let's skip over the wide receivers for now. You want to you want to do defenses? I can do defenses if you want. I, I personally don't want to do defenses. Okay, if you really want to, we can. We're gonna do tight ends. Can we do coaches? Urban Meyer number one. I'll um, take John Gruden number two. Okay, <laughs> I have Travis Kelsey at number one. That's obvious. Is it though? Yes, it is. Even with the struggles lately. Yes. Okay. Um. I. Right. I. I mean, I also have Kelsey at okay. one. Okay. I just you said it was obvious. I figured I'd. I'd question you on that. Yeah, no, it's obvious. I have Travis Kelsey in the same league I have. No, I don't. In the different league that I have Derrick Henry in. But I wouldn't trade. Tra- I wouldn't want any of these other tight ends over Travis Kelsey. Um, at number two, I have Darren Waller. And at three, I have Mark Andrews. So I have him reversed. Okay. I, I think also the Ruggs news today, uh, I think that hurts Waller a little bit because Ruggs could definitely open the field up uh, with the over-the-top stuff and – Again, like, I don't want to say that they're going to miss Ruggs because he clearly did something kind of shitty today, but if he's not there, I think the defense is going to collapse on Waller a little more. That's going to make it tougher, at least with the Ravens, like, and we've talked about it. They have a whole bunch of 
B-plus pass catchers. Or not even B-plus, like B-minus pass catchers. Yeah. And, like, Andrews stands out because they can't triple-team him. So I like him as the number two guy. The The, the volume is just there every week. It's, yeah. it's nine targets every week, and you just know he's getting them. So I honestly thought about putting this next guy who I have at four at number two. Because the team's number one wide receiver is sitting for the foreseeable future. That is Kyle Pitts. You have him too high, I think. You know, I honestly am looking at... The reason I didn't put him at two was because I don't think that Calvin Ridley being gone helps him. Um, I mean, Stephon Gilmore was on Kyle Pitts the entire time this week against the, the Panthers. With Calvin Ridley being out, I think every single team can say, all right, our best cornerback is going to take out your best pass catcher. It doesn't matter that it's a tight end. So I'm going to agree with you. I do think I have him a little bit too high. Where I would move him to, well, probably... Well, do you want to wait to, find, to hear my ranking and then we can discuss it? Yeah. Okay. So I have Dawson Knox at four. And I know he's injured right now. He should be coming back within the next week or two. He's been really productive. He's been a touchdown machine this year. Um, again, touchdowns are fluky, but like sometimes guys will... Ch- like Robert Tunyon last year was basically scoring a touchdown a game at one point. Like, if Dawson Knox is this year's Robert Tunyon, like, he remains a top-five fantasy guy because, frankly, the tight end position is a joke. We are probably going to disagree a lot on this list looking at it now. But, all right. That's fine. At, uh, I'll, I'll just move everybody up then. Well, I'll, I'll keep it the just, same. Just hang now. on. We'll talk about Pitts when yeah. we get to him. At five, I have TJ Hawkinson. Okay, I have Schultz at five. And we talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago. Uh, who would you rather have for the yeah. rest of the season? And Schultz is one of those guys. I've uh, changed my mind. Have I convinced you after the last two names I just threw out? No, I've changed my mind on Dalton Schultz. Oh, on Dalton Schultz. Why is yes. that? Um, because this high-flying offense that the Cowboys have between Zeke just hammering the ball on the ground and then CeeDee Lamb and Mari Cooper and presumably Michael Gallup when he's healthy next week, I don't think that Dalton Schultz is going to be able to remain as consistent as a tight end in fantasy as he has all year so far. I think the touchdowns are there. I see. I don't know. That's the problem because I, I just don't think the Cowboys are going to stay on that track of Dalton Schultz is going to get the ball from the fifteen to the five, and then Zeke is taking it from the five in. I think it's going to be, look, if we're inside the ten yard line, Zeke gets two rushes, and then we're passing it, and then it's going to be like Amari Cooper on a fade, C.D. Lamb on a slant, and then maybe Dalton Schultz on an out and Michael Gallup on a curl. But I, I just I don't know. I. I'm going to roll with what I've been seeing. And what I've been seeing is if the outside guys are covered, Schultz is open constantly because you have to cover those receivers because they will kill you. But Schultz has been getting like seven to 10 targets in most weeks, and he's cashing them in for like 60 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. See, I, I'm, I'm all in with him. Um, if you have Dalton Schultz, he's pretty much a stardom every single oh, week. Oh, that's not really a, a, a question. But I, I did think after we recorded that episode a couple weeks ago where I did say I would have Dalton Schultz over a lot of these tight ends. I thought about it afterwards, and I did think I overreacted a lot. So I did move him down. I think I'm still overreacting by putting him this low. So like my tight end list is so wonky. It's just about basically how I was feeling 30 minutes ago when I made this list, and now it's 30 minutes later. And the tight end position still just scares the shit out of me every single week, and I... If you don't have a top five guy, you're kind of just kind of overthinking it, I feel like. So 
to my list, I have TJ at five. I don't know if I said that or not. I have George Kittle at six. And I don't have George Kittle on my list. Oh, okay. I don't know what his health status is going to be. He continues to get hurt. Uh, even when he's been healthy, he has not been good this year. I do not have George Kittle on my top ten. So, now, that being said, if Kittle becomes healthy, he becomes a top ten tight end, just based on namesake for all I care. But right now, I have no idea what his health status is, and I, I don't want to guess it. Just just to go back on the Schultz thing, um, I think you and I both feel the same way. Like Targets are the most important thing in an offense for fantasy. For tight ends, for yeah. the most part. He has had at least six targets in every week except for one. Even even two nights ago against Minnesota, yeah, he only had two catches, and that was with Cooper Rush. He had seven targets. Yeah. Like, he has consistently had seven to eight targets every single week. So, I mean, Dalton Schultz isn't, like, out of my top ten. But I, I, don't, know, I don't know where to put him over these next few guys. So, like I said, so, I've... So, you had Hawkinson five. Yep. So, I have Hawkinson six. So, that's Hawkinson at five, depending on where we get when we discuss Kyle Pitts. But my George Kittle argument is the 49ers are not winning. I They beat the Bears. I, I'm happy about that. But when do they finally draw the line and say, all right, well, our division has kind of been taken away from us by the three better teams. And I think every single team in that division is better when Russell Wilson is healthy. When do they say, "All right, Jimmy G, you're gone," and Trey Lance, you're in? No, they're not. They're they're going for a playoff spot. Okay, they can get a wild card. So they're like two games out of the wild card. I'm not sold on that. I am I am sold on the thought that Trey Lance will be starting eventually because I don't see the Niners making the playoffs. I see Russell Wilson coming back and kind of dominating. I don't I don't think he's happy that he missed this time. I think he's coming out with a vengeance. So when do the Niners put in okay, Trey but, Lance? Like we haven't seen the Seahawks be good, anyways. Even with Russ, they've been bad. Like they lost some bad games, even with Russell Wilson, and like we've seen the Russell Wilson offense fall apart down the stretch. So I'm, I think you're putting a lot of stock in him right now, and I'm not feeling it. But like for the Niners, they they can't just go with Trey Lance. They can't. They have way too much invested in this roster to win now. Trey Lance is not a win now. He's not. He is not ready. At all. He has been bad when they have put him in. Well, that's when I feel like it comes down to the Niners are kind of just throwing in the towel a little bit because they're just... Like I said, I don't think the Niners are going to stay ahead of the Seahawks. I, I think Russell Wilson is going to come out with a vengeance, and Trey Lance is going to need a target. And this is my argument against Debo Samuel to be a top five, six, seven wide receiver the rest of the season is Trey Lance is going to need a target. I don't think he can just go straight at his deep threat any threat Debo Samuel every single time I think he's going to need to rely on a tight end and with a talented tight end like George Kittle I see it just benefiting George Kittle to the max at number seven I have Mike Kosicki and at number eight I have Dallas Goddard and these are the two guys that I'm looking at and I'm like where do I put Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz in compared to these guys and in my head I like Mike Kosicki over all of them but Dallas Goddard is where I kind of just sit here and question no Zach Hurts anymore. Eagles offense. I just don't know. So I have Dallas Goddard at eight at the moment. And what are your thoughts? Okay, well, I have Hawkinson at six. We talked about yep. that. Um, I have him below those guys, and I'm going to use Mike Kosicki. I'm going to lump those two together. Mike Kosicki and TJ Hawkinson are massive targets in their offenses, and they're in bad offenses. 
the opposing defense is taking those guys away. They are focusing on them. And I don't feel like those two guys are good enough to outplay top corner coverage. So I that's why I have them at six and seven. Okay. It's Dallas Goddard, I don't have on my top ten. I'm j- I'll just tell you right now. Hmm. I don't like the, the Philly offense. I don't like anything about it. And See, I think he's I think he's got the yardage. I think he's just kind of falling to the end zone and he's a top five tight end for the rest of the season. He's putting up like seventy yards a game. I, I just know, think I, I, I understand that. I just I don't like anything about that offense. I have Hunter Henry eight. I think you're way too high on Hunter Henry. I mean, he's been a top ten tight end basically all year. He's gotten better pretty much every week. I, I, I mean, I would take, I would take, one hundred percent Dallas Goddard over him. Dawson Knox, who I haven't even said yet. Rob Gronkowski, Dalton Schultz. You can't take Gronk because he's been hurt. Okay, let me throw in Zach Ertz above Hunter Henry. I think, I think yeah. in that, I think in that Arizona offense where D Hop is going to take a cornerback and Christian Kirk is going to take a cornerback and AJ Green is going to take a cornerback and. The next guy is going to take a cornerback. The middle of that field for 15 yards, 20 yards every single time is going to be open for Zach Ertz. And I think that's I think that's a guy that I would want. And Zach Ertz isn't even in my top 10. But Yeah, but I think Hunter Henry is a number one option in an offense that – or at least a number one red zone option in an offense that is pretty solid. And, I mean, we talked about this before the season. This is why I had Hunter Henry over Johnny Smith. Like, Mac has really been good at finding Hunter Henry in the red zone. And he's usually good for 40 yards a game to 50 yards a game. I like that consistency more than I like, well, is Zach Ertz going to flourish in an offense? And can Dallas Goddard be the number one option in his offense? So you mentioned targets a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, Hunter Henry isn't getting. No, he doesn't get a lot of targets. He's gotten two, four, and three in the last three games. Yep. He had an eight in week five, but that's a season high. Outside of that, he had a six and three, and that's his second. And he's had one one week over double digits in standard scoring. I mean, yeah, he's he's gotten better as the season's gone on. I'm basing that he's going to continue to be better, and they're going to continue to integrate integrate him more into the offense. Okay. I don't like Dallas Goddard. I I don't like it. I don't think that there's enough weapons in that offense. I think her. I think moving Zach Ertz hurt him. I know you think that that helped him get more targets. I think that hurt him because now he draws more attention from the defense. Okay. All right. Um, sorry, I'm a little lost after that. I just don't understand how losing losing the tight end that was taking like 40% of the snaps from Dallas Goddard is going to hurt him. I understand it's going gonna, it's gonna to take, take, put a target on his back is for the Eagles defense. Is the offense any good? Is it really any good? In, in all, I'm, I'm just going to be blunt about it. No, but what does a quarterback like Jalen Hurts need? A tight end. That's why he's getting like 72 yards every single week. I understand that. But now that we're seeing that, what are defenses going to do? Defenses like to take away what you do well. They're going to try to take Goddard away. And I don't think Hurts is very good. I I was higher on him at the beginning of the year. I don't think he's good. I don't think he can read defenses. I think he struggles to throw guys open. I think he needs to throw to open guys. And that's a problem. And I think defenses are just going to take Dallas Goddard away. I don't think he's a top 10 tight end for the rest of the year. I don't see him as that. I just, I don't view him that way. Okay. I would rather have Hunter Henry, who has been consistent in an offense that's consistently targeted tight ends in the red zone. You just said, if Dallas Goddard can fall into the end zone, well, Hunter Henry's been falling into the end zone. So, five touchdowns in a year. 
I, I'm bullish on this Dallas Goddard over Hunter Henry. Are you bullish on this Hunter Henry over Dallas Goddard? I, I'm not putting that up there because I had ar- I've already got the Hunter Henry. I'll concede thing. the Johnu Smith Hunter Henry. I'll concede no, no, it. I, if you want to throw it up there, I don't care. Nah, you're not into it. I'm not. I don't I, it's to do fine. It. I mean, I'm, we're, I really don't need to throw another thing up there about bottom eight tight ends. I and just, then, all right, that's fine. At nine, I have. Dawson Knox, and at 10, I have Dalton Schultz. Okay, here, nine is my Kyle Pitts spot. Okay. Again, I think the same thing. When tight ends are, like, the focus of the offense, they have to be really good. You have to be Rob Gronkowski or Travis Kelsey. And I don't think Pitts is there yet. He's still a rookie. And you saw Stephon Gilmore, like, basically just take him out of the game. I think that's what every team is going to do against Atlanta. They're going to take him away. Like, Matt Ryan, you just can't have him. Sorry. He's a rookie. He'll, He'll have to figure it out next year. And my 10 is C.J. Uzama. I'm feeling the C.J. Uzama hype. Not even on my... The Bengals' offense is good. And, like, he's really good. He's been good in the past. He just has been injured. Uh, There's a list of 15, and he's not even on it. I think that's a miss on your part. Okay. I think he's been really good this year. So, the the one thing that I was I was questioning was the Kyle Pitts. Four is too high. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him at five. I'm going to move TJ Hawkinson over him. So where did you have Knox and Schultz? I have him at 9 and 10. And the only one I'd be really willing to move down is Dallas Goddard and move Dallas Goddard to like 10. But I'm I'm not in the same boat as you as, as bad offenses with good tight ends. Tight ends aren't, aren't valuable because, look, red zone, those tight ends get all the targets. That's why like I was bullish on Tyler Higby before the season, but he's on too good of an offense with way too many weapons, and I have him at 15. I just think Zach Ertz is a more talented tight end. Tyler Herbie, that's why I have Zach Ertz at 13, but those don't really matter. I am I like Mike Kosicki over Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz, that's for sure. But, I mean, if you want to argue Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz over Dallas Goddard, I will, I will just concede that argument and move Dallas Goddard down to 10. But Dawson Knox is on a good Bills defense, and I'm just not, I'm not convinced on what I saw. And then going forward after a broken hand, I'm also not convinced that that's going to keep up production in an offense. And Dalton Schultz is just the argument that I made where three very good wide receivers and Zeke pounding the ball with a team that just wants to dominate every single game. I just don't know how much further that's going to take them. I really want to get off of tight ends. This has kind of just driven me a little bit nuts trying to think about this in my head. Because, like I said earlier, I think after you get through the top five, it's kind of just hit or miss. And... Maybe top six because when George Kittle's healthy, he's up there. I just think it's hit or miss kind of after that, and it's just so stressful to kind of think about a little bit. Tight ends are stressful position to begin with, anyway. Maybe just that's just because you suck at it. You suck at the tight ends. I do. I drafted T.J. Hawkinson and then trade him away for Calvin Ridley, who's no longer playing. So we're good. Um, wide receivers, and I don't think we're gonna have much much of a disagreement. Much of a disagreement here. I hope we disagree on every single one. Oh, I really boy. hope we do. All right. At number one, Devontae Adams. Yeah, 100%. Number two, Cooper Cup. Yep, 100%. Number three, Tyreek Hill. Oh, okay, good. We have the top three all the same. Okay. Number four. Hang on. Before we get off Tyreek Hill. If you're the Tyreek Hill owner, are I'm you trading trying to him. trade him? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm trying to trade him, too. Yep. I'm, I'm trying to move him. Can I get a wire, uh, running back, an RB one or a wide receiver one, and something for him? That's that's what I'm looking for. I'm trying to move him. Yep. 
Number four, Jamar Chase. Wow, Jamar Chase, number four. Four for four. Wow. Number five. If you say DK Metcalf, we're, that's just sick. Stefan Diggs. Okay, I have, ah, you have Diggs way too high. Way too high. Okay, who do you have at I number have, five? I have Metcalf five. Oh, wow. All right. Even with, with uh, Russ out, like he's just gotten every target. If anything, he's gotten more targets I mean, with Russ he out. He had one target in one of those games. Hey, it was he, for 82 he, yards he, and a touchdown. That was touchdown. to beat you in the Dynasty yeah, League, by I, the way. But. Listen, I'm not going to – even with Geno Smith in, it's like fine DK. Okay. Number six, I have A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, okay. Number seven, Justin Jefferson. Land. I, that's way too high for Jefferson. I have CeeDee Lamb. Okay. Justin Jefferson has struggled a few weeks in a row here. He has a tough schedule uh, down the stretch. Uh, I have him a bit lower here. All right. At number eight, I have DK Metcalf. I have DeAndre Hopkins at eight. I know he struggled the last few weeks. Um, if I were to tell you that DeAndre Hopkins is not on your list, isn't on my list, uh, you know, would it you be shocked? shock me. It, it really wouldn't. I know I have him eight. Uh, I think AJ Green is about to fall off the map after what happened with him I don't know how he week. didn't get traded or cut today. Um, Look, and if he got traded or if, cut today, this would be a whole lot like different. If but. Kyler's hurt, if Kyler has any injury whatsoever, it turns back into the DK down there somewhere, fuck it kind of thing. Good show. Because like his ability to move is what opens up the rest of the receivers. If he's stuck in the pocket and he can't run, that's a one read, get it out kind of thing. And that's just where's DK or DeAndre. So that's why I think he's going to go up to eight. I think he'll have a good stretch to end the season. His Their schedule is pretty good, too. Like, they have a really nice schedule for him to have some good weeks. At number nine, who do you got? I have Chris Godwin. Also not on my list. I have Debo Samuel. The, uh, he's down a few spots for me, but I the, have The him. production, and this is where my Trey Lance argument came in, is I think he's higher. For a lot of people, if if Jimmy G is the quarterback for the rest of the season, but I don't see it, so he's number nine. At number ten, this I know I know this guy you're isn't not, on your you're list. Not gonna comment my on my digs. Well, you digs at nine, or I'm sorry, on my Godwin at nine. See, I have Mike Evans at twelve. I do not have Mike Evans on the list. So I had a hard time figuring out which Tampa wide receiver do I want to pick on this list. And for the past two weeks, it's been... Wait, no, it wasn't even Mike Evans last week. It was Chris Godwin last it week. Godwin it was Mike last Evans' week before that. So just pick and choose kind of which one you want on there. I'm not mad about it. I think this number 10... I don't even know if you have this guy on your list. I don't even know if you thought about this guy on your list. I have Cordero Patterson. No, I don't have him. Because in most leagues, I think he, he's dual eligibility on uh, on ESPN. Yes, I know is. he's in our league. A guy that's a running back, I'm going to plug him in my wide receiver all day. Until he loses dual eligibility, and then obviously he won't be on this list anymore because he can't be. Running back production on a wide receiver list is, in a wide, wide receiver position is just, hell yeah, give that to me all day long. Who's your number 10? My number 10 is Diggs. Okay. I'm, he just hasn't had the season yet. I think their offense is really spread. Um, he has to move down for me. At 11, I have C.D. Lamb. Okay, I got Terry McLaurin at 11. Okay. He's been – Taylor Heineke literally throws the ball to one guy. Like, he throws it to one player. Yeah. At 12, I have Mike Evans. I have a Mike, but a Williams. different – I have Mike Williams at 12. Yeah. Uh, he was – he's not healthy at the moment, but he has been the number one option in that offense. 
on the deep ball, and I expect him to get healthy here and to continue on his tear for the season. At 13, I have Mike Williams. There's my Devo Samuel spot right Okay. There. I think, like, at some point here, like, Ayuk this week had 66 yards. They started, They got him involved in the offense. I think, like, at some point, he w- opens up a bit, and that brings Devo back down to life here. Because um, he literally was getting no targets. Like, zero targets. And that's there's no way that's sustainable. So we're about, like, four or five spots off on these big ones. Like, Stefan Diggs, Debo, DK. I mean, Cordero is now on your list, but... Um, at 14, that's where I have Terry McLaurin. I have Justin Jefferson at 14. Oh, so that's the big one that we're differing on. Yeah. Seven and 14. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just down on his schedule to end the season is tough. It's tough. At 15, I have Marquise Brown. I left Hollywood completely off my list. I have Keenan Allen and I probably shouldn't, but I have Keenan Allen. Do you want to switch it? No, I don't. Okay. I'm going to stick with it. I like, I have my... I have my bones about Hollywood. Um, I think he's really boomer bust. I don't like boomer bust guys. And he just relies so much on other receivers not doing good. Like he, he literally relies on the rest of the Ravens offense not doing good for him to get what he needs. Because if they're not doing well, he's going to get targets. But if they're, if they're fine, it's good. He's, he's just not getting anything. I, I don't like him. I know his numbers say otherwise, but he's like had some really big games and then some not so good games, and I don't like that. I'd rather have consistency. All right. Uh, I think that's, for the most part, it. Unless you want to talk defenses. No, I really <laughs> don't want to talk Okay. Or fantasy. kickers. Listen, if your kicker blows, it's time to trade for a better one. If you don't have a Justin Tucker, a Nick Folk, a Matt Gay, a... Who else are the great kickers oh, Pratt, this year? Prater's been really good. Matt Prater. Then you don't really give a shit about your kicker. Like No, I, I care a lot about my kicker. I don't. My kicking situation <laughs> matters. Like I I will make moves to acquire a better kicker. I've pushed for kickers to not be in fantasy football for the past four years. And I some for some reason added them in the league that I'm a commissioner in, and it's a dynasty league. That's your own fault. I'm taking them out next year. No, you're not. I drafted a rookie kicker that I knew wasn't going to play this year, but will play next year. I don't care. That's that your purpose. fault. No, that's ridiculous. I drafted right, we'll, a kicker we'll a with vote. the knowledge. No, we'll you're not taking kickers out of the We'll league. take a vote. No, I, I call for a vote of no confidence in our commissioner. You've done that already. I don't give a shit. Yeah, take over. You want to take over the league? Not really. There you go. I've run leagues before. I don't enjoy running them. Exactly. That's why I just kind of set this league and let it let it happen how it happens. And bad commissioner style. But what? All right. Fuck off. All right. Kid show. I don't know what much more there is to talk about fantasy football recently. We've actually had a few very slow weeks for the most part the past three weeks. I think you can agree. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's why we didn't do a show uh, last week. Two weeks ago. Two and weeks then ago. Last, last week, week I didn't have a car, so. Yeah, I wasn't willing to waste gas money to yeah to do a show. I just I couldn't couldn't justify. Other it. than spending uh, spending one hundred and twenty five dollars to fill my gas tank is not really enjoyable. <laughs> other other than uh, the injuries that we've seen, there's there's really been not a lot of news. But all right, time for the spiel. Um, follow us on Twitter at Highland Disputed. That's Highland Disputed without the e. Both of our pro- personal twitters are in the bio of that. Just click on, click on that little at where it's it's lit up blue. Click the follow button. Let us know. Give us a 
click notifications, turn those on. I don't know what everybody says when they do this. Try to change change the the norm for us. Click the little I want a blue check mark. Click the notification. You so. need a lot more followers than that. I think your only follower is me and the podcast account and maybe Tamara. No, I have like 15 followers. Oh, you have more followers than I do. Good for you. No way. I, don't, I, have, I have more followers. If I'm being you. honest, uh, I forgot the login for my Twitter account, so I have to go and change that. I just realized I didn't have that uh, yesterday. So I have to Listen, go and change if, that. If you follow me on Twitter, I will follow you back. Still, <laughs> still follow me, though, because I will be getting my Twitter back, and I will be posting funny things about Tom Brady being Aaron Rodgers' son all the time. Um, send us emails at highlyindisputed247 at gmail.com. That is highlyindisputed with an E this time. And send us email questions, whatever you think about the podcast. Uh, if you have any camera recommendations and you're still listening this long into the podcast, send them to us. Please, we want to get a camera. If you have anybody that wants to put ads on our podcast, send us those. Yeah, I... Like I said, about the 125 to fill my gas tank. <laughs> and every little bit helps. So if there's anything that we can do to to give you some advertisement uh, and yeah. work out for a couple bucks at the end for us, if you want to, definitely interested. Yeah, if you have any recommendations about where to upload, we've gotten live stream advice from a couple of our listeners. Uh, we're still kind of working that one out about performing live for whoever may be listening at that time because. Like I said earlier in the podcast about talking about my coworkers, <laughs> like these are things that we kind of have to edit out. So Th- there's a lot of gestures and motions that go on between us. So yes. it's hard to do that sometimes. But we have big things coming for the podcast. Uh, 2022 is going to be the bigger year for us. We're finally getting in the groove of actually understanding how to edit. I mean, Garrett's Garrett's drop down editing and. I like the I like the up on the music being restarted. I Garrett started to get really good at editing the podcast and getting it out within five minutes to give to me to give the description and the title. So once we can start moving in those and, and maybe putting in a little bit more work with video and all of this stuff, 2022 is just going to be a big year. So just look out for that. We love doing this. We love you guys. As always, we'll see you next week.